thank you for sharing with us today. Um, we're going to continue on with the theme about the Bible. I don't know uh, what your experience has been so far with uh, Scripture and what, um, how you value it, but in 2 Timothy 3.16, all Scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness, so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. So here's what I can tell you about the book. It's from God. It's God-breathed. God gave us this. And it's useful. It has purpose. Um, Not just decorations on your coffee table or your nightstand or in a drawer somewhere. But it has value because... The scripture that God has given us is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training. Teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training. We can use God's word. Now, um, one of the purposes of it from Psalm 119, verse 105. Your word is a lamp for my feet and a light on my path. God's word reveals things to us that would otherwise be easily missed. Right, so the picture here from Psalm 119 is I'm walking down a path and I can't see very well and I'm going to find things on the path probably by stubbing my toe or going, or tripping or maybe I'll miss it completely. But God's word is that light to the path so that I can see things. I'm not saying the things of God cannot be discovered other ways. Right In Romans chapter 1 and 2, it tells us that uh, the glory of God has been revealed to us in creation so that we are without excuse. But God's word shines the light so we can see, so we can discover things that might be easily missed. Um, Proverbs chapter 4, verse 5. Get wisdom, get understanding, do not forget my words or turn away from them. See, this, uh, the power of God's word is that we can learn. We can become wise. It will change us as we read God's word. It will make you wise, make you have understanding. Now, this is my favorite verse from today. Psalm 119, verse 130. The unfolding of your words gives light. It gives understanding to the simple. No offense, you simple people. (laughs) We can use God's word. It gives light and it gives understanding to the simple. Now I know a lot of us like to think how smart we are. And many of us are smart in many ways. But uh, I'll tell you, there's many things I don't understand. I feel dumb some days, right? Or as the Bible would politely call me, simple. But God's word gives light. It unfolds understanding. Isn't that interesting? The unfolding of your words give light. You see... 
I've, as you all know, I'm old. I just had a birthday. And I've been going to church all my life. Sunday school, youth group, all the way through, right? And the Bible has always been core to all of that stuff. And you would think, after 60 years of a Bible, that, that someone could say, I've got it. There. Done. I'll tell you, the Word of God is unfolded. You think you know what the book says, and then you read it again, and it's unfolded. And then you read it again, and it's unfolded again. And it's unfolded again. That's just the way God works with His Word. So, I'm going to talk in a minute about a lot of the uh, agreements and expectations we have about the Bible. And, and this address is one of them. You see, the book is a mystery. It's a journey. It's a revelation. You'll read it one day and see this. You'll come back later and read the same verse and say, when did they put that in there? I never saw that before. It's, it's not because you don't have the skill or the knowledge or the ability to read God's Word. It's that God unfolds his word as you read it. And as he unfolds it, it gives light and understanding even to the simple. Psalm 119, verse 11. I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. I I like to read books. I've read lots of books. Sometimes I read books really fast, you know, like watching it, like novels where you just consume it all at once, like in two hours and you're through a book and you say, oh, that was a good movie. The Bible is not that way. You don't just say, okay, I'm done, I've read it, put it away. As the Bible unfolds and as you continue to go back and feed on God's word, the process of hiding God's word in your heart. I don't know if you've noticed this, but I know that for me, the more I study God's Word, the more I eat of it, then somehow my words become changed, and I start saying things that the Bible says, in my own language usually, and usually it's because I can't remember exactly what the Bible said, but my words change. As God's Word gets into my heart, it changes me. I have hidden your word in my heart, that I might not sin against you. You see, this book needs your passion. The Word of God, it's a passionate endeavor. As you come to it again and again, it's like moist, crunchy brownies of goodness, right? Oh, God, thank you for that. And you hide that in your heart, and you treasure it. See, that's what this hide in your heart means. It's like you had this valuable thing and you're putting it away in a safe place, which is your heart. And as you consume God's word and you treasure it and you put it away in your heart, you will be impacted. You will sin less and less. Now I know that's a weird thing to say. I'm glad I didn't say it. Psalm 119 verse 11 did. I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Uh, James says it like this. 
Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Consuming the word of God is not just a pleasurable pastime, although it is a pleasurable pastime. Reading God's book is not just the reading of a good story, although it is the good story. As we read the word, we see the way the kingdom of heaven works. We see the ways of the kingdom. Not just for information, although the Bible is full of information. We read it so that we can know what it looks like to live in the kingdom of God. This is what it looks like to be a part of the kingdom of God. It's revealed over and over. And as we read that, we are changed. We do what it says. So the Bible says that if someone strikes you on one cheek, you should turn the other cheek. How do you know to turn the other cheek? Because you read it in God's word. And now when someone strikes you on the cheek, instead of your response being to strike them back, you now say, oh, the kingdom of heaven is like this. Here's my other cheek. Go ahead. Or you read that it says if somebody takes your coat, that you would give them your shirt also. See, you don't know that without reading God's word. What you know is if someone takes your coat, you get it back. Take theirs back. But God says the kingdom of heaven looks like this. If they take your coat, give them your shirt. What do you need a shirt for? You're only going to be here a short time. So as we read the book, it reveals the way the people of the kingdom of heaven live with the clear implication that we are to do what the Bible says. Do you know what happens if you just read God's word, but you don't do what God's word says? You deceive yourself. How are you deceived? Well, you read God's word about what Christians, followers of Jesus, are like. Then you don't do it, but you think you are one. Because you read the book. Like if I read the instruction manual on how to be a good soldier. And then I read the book, so I'm a soldier. No, I only am a soldier if I act and do the things that soldiers do. Right? It's not just a head exercise to say, yep, I'm a soldier. Same with followers of Jesus. The whole, the whole word choice of follower of Jesus implies action, right? I'm doing something. What am I doing? What the Word of God says. If I don't do what the Word of God says, I deceive myself. I trick myself. My enemy piles all over it. He is the master of deception. And he will tell me that I'm there and that I'm following Jesus. But following Jesus means movement. Means following do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Now, I think the work the Gideons do of distributing Bibles is an incredible work. And I think the actual book that you carry around, or in my case, 
I have apps on my iPad and my iPhone. I think that's a beautiful thing that God has given us. We cannot replace the Word of God with anything. I think the book is very important because the words written in there are from God, and the words written there are life-changing. Those words are from God. Those words are alive because, John 1, 1, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Jesus Christ is the Word of God. All these verses I've gone through talking about the Word, Jesus does all those things. The Word of God has been written down and given to us in a book. Why is that book so special? Because it is the Word of God. Like Jesus is the Word of God. Um, Every word written in the book that we carry around was meant to reveal Jesus to us. As you read and study the book, what you're reading and studying is Jesus. You can see all about Jesus from the book. He is the living word. As we read just a couple of weeks or maybe it's a month ago now about the shepherd at the sheep pen that calls us out by name. That's the word. The, the written word told us about the living word so that we know the living word speaks to us through the written word and through our hearts and through his spirits and through our ears. God speaks to us. He uses the words written in the book to speak to us. If you think the great shepherd is telling you something and what he's telling you is contrary to his word, I tell you to be very careful. I can always give you an example of God contradicting God. Like David went into the temple and ate the showbread, which was a major party foul. You don't do that. People died for that. But God told David to do that. So I would never tell you that God would would never tell you something that doesn't make sense. But what I will tell you is, if what you hear in your head that you think is from God doesn't line up with God's book, you should seek counsel. Don't run off on your own. Here's the problem with saying that God speaks to me. Every nut job I've ever met says God told me to, right? Burn this village, blow this place up, drink poison, and we all die. Every Always be careful. But we don't throw the baby out with the wash. God speaks to us. So we listen to his voice. Because while the Bible covers many, many things, the Bible does not cover everything. Like this deep question. What are you going to have for lunch? Ask Jesus. So here we are back at the book. The written, living word of God that speaks to us. Um, Jesus loves us and he desires to spend time with us. You can engage the kingdom of heaven and God by using the book that he gave us.
I can't say this too strongly. You should be into the book. It should just be a part of your routine, like breathing and eating. Now, the last thing any of us need is someone to add something to a long list of to-dos. So I would ask you to not think of it in those terms. Is breathing on your list of to-dos? <laughs> I have some crazy friends that say things to me. It's just nuts. They say things like this to me. You know, Tony, I was so busy today, I forgot to eat dinner. If I ever use those words to you, call 911, something's wrong with me. I have never forgotten to eat. Sometimes I've not been able to for other reasons, but I've never forgotten. It's not a chore. It's not on my list of things to do. I eat because it gives me much pleasure and it keeps me alive. I read God's word for the exact same reasons. It gives me much pleasure and it keeps me alive. It is not a chore. It is not a task. It is not a thing I must do today. Although I must do it today. Right? So, some of you today are into your Bible a lot. And praise God. Some of you aren't. Right? The last thing I want you to do is walk away from church today feeling guilty and ashamed of yourself because you don't read God's Word. What I want to do is encourage you and help you to get into God's Word. And so, like all of these things of the kingdom of heaven, there are obstacles in our way that keep us from reading God's Word. I have some of them today. In my language, I call these things agreements. Okay? They're not true. They just feel true. And there's enough evidence to confirm that it's, quote, true. But it's not true. It's a lie from our enemy. And so we've got to face these agreements and break these agreements so that things can change. Here's, here's one of them about why don't I read my Bible. I don't have time. I know you're busy. I know you're real busy. And the things that you value, you do every day. Right? You eat, you sleep, you have fun. You watch TV if that's what you do. You go to work if that's what you do. You do the dishes, you do the laundry. Whatever the things you value the most, you always have time for. So there's an agreement we make regarding God's word. I don't have time to read his word. And if you make that agreement, I'd ask you to break that agreement. You do have time to read God's Word. You do have time. How long does it take to read God's Word? I don't know. Maybe a minute. You could get a good bite. Here's what I know. Once you're getting a good bite, you'll be looking at the clock saying, Oh man, i got to go. I can't read anymore. It'll be that way instead of, Oh no, when can I find time to read? Break the agreement. You have time to read God's Word. Here's another agreement. I never get anything out of it. That's a lie. God's word is alive and active. It's sharp as a double-edged sword. It is, has great impact. 
It's a lie to say I never get anything out of it. You may not get everything you think out of it. And believe me, you may read some words that you say, what does that mean? Just as a confession, I do that. I read words all the time in the Bible and say, what in the world does that mean? You know what I do when that happens? I keep reading until something makes sense. I don't stop. I just keep going. And allow that maybe I'm not ready to see what God had on that page right now. Maybe it'll be next week or next month or next year when that verse will make sense to me. It does not negate everything else just because I can't understand. How silly would it be for a grade school child to look at an algebra equation and not understand it and then reject 2 plus 2 equals 4? I don't understand algebra, so the heck with math. No, no, I'll get there. You get something out of God's word. It changes your heart. So break the agreement that you don't get anything out of it. How about I don't understand the Bible? Look, I know there's, quote, contradictions in the Bible. I don't view those as contradictions. I view those as paradoxes. Here's my favorite story. I'm going to pull this quarter out of my pocket, and I'm going to hold it up for you to see. And if your eyes are really good, what you'll see is George Washington. And what I see, huh, this is one of those special ones. It doesn't have the upside-down eagle on it. It's one of those state quarters. Looks like Illinois on there. Which one of us is lying? Either one of us. You saw one side of the coin, I saw the other. The Bible is full of many stories of two people telling a story from their perspective. It does not contradict. It further describes and explains things. The Bible is not something that you cannot understand. God has given you everything you need so that you can understand his word. How about, I forget to do it. Did you forget to go to bed? Did you forget to take a shower? Maybe you did. I'll help you with that. The agreement that I forget, I'll tell you this. Put it on your calendar. Make an appointment. You know, at, at work for me, I've got my calendar the day of all these meetings and things. When something becomes important to me, I put it on my calendar. And then an alarm comes up to tell me, don't forget. Do what you have to do to remind yourself to read God's Word. Are you a morning person? Awesome. Read in the morning. Are you a night person? Awesome. Read at night. What if you're up early and stay up late? Read at both times. How about in the middle of the day? Read it then. Here's the last one I have about these agreements. I'm not smart enough. I can't understand God's Word. Remember that verse I showed a little bit ago about the simple? See, the lie from our enemy is that I can't figure it out and that I'm not smart enough and it won't make any difference and nothing helps and I don't get anything out of it and it's just a chore. But none of that's true. And the true thing is this. When you read God's Word, it changes your heart. It changes your heart. And when your heart changes, your actions change. And when your actions change, glory to the kingdom of heaven, 
to God and to you. Right? So, here's what I'd ask you to do if you don't read it. If you don't read it at all, commit to reading God's Word. One day a week. Just for a few minutes. Just, just commit. I will read. I'm going to read this week. Now, obviously, I'm setting you up because I want you to read more than that. But start someplace. What if you don't know where to start? Almost everybody, there's a few of you people that don't, have a smartphone. Smartphones have apps. Do you know what apps you can download on your phone? Verse of the day. And it'll pop up on your phone every day. There's one verse. Is that enough? Oh, it's a great start. Right? I'm going to read that one verse. All right. It's a great start. I think you need more. But that's a great start. If you're not doing anything, do something. If you are reading it occasionally, I'd say read more. Read more. Start somewhere. If you've never read the book at all, I recommend the book of John. It's easy. I recommend the Gospels. I recommend the New Testament. Some of the Leviticus number stuff can be hard. Wait. Wait, don't jump in there. Don't test yourself. Start with something very easy to understand and beneficial. Read the epistles. What are the epistles? There's those short books in the New Testament. I'll point one out to you. You don't know where they're at. Start somewhere. Read it. If you're already reading it, have you considered memorizing it? Hiding God's Word. Um... There's many systems that help to memorize. Maybe you don't need a system. Maybe you can just pick it up and memorize it. I used to use those little cards from the navigators that had the whole thing on there, and we would just read through them. And, you know, I haven't memorized like that since the 80s. But every now and then, those verses just pop back in my head, and I can just spit that out like it was yesterday. Memorizing God's Word is a great thing to do. So you already read it. You already know some of it. Have you ever considered this, studying it? Now, we offer a little bit of that here, here at the church. I will tell you, if you think that a few minutes in a Sunday school class or listening to me preach is what studying the Bible means, boy, have I got news for you. <laughs> studying the Bible is almost always you and the Bible and time. Now, you don't need any tool to help you study the Bible. But there are hundreds of tools to help you study the Bible. We live in the year 2018, and the Internet is everywhere. I couldn't even begin to count how many free classes are offered online to help you study the Bible. College-level classes. Free. There's also less. You can learn the Bible. You really have no excuse not to. Why is it important that you know the Bible? Because it's the Word of God that's a light to our feet and a lamp to our path. It's the book that gives us wisdom and understanding. When we read God's Word, it changes our heart so that we will not sin. We can do what we read in the book and not deceive ourselves. That's why the book is so important. You want to know if somebody's speaking the truth or not? Take their words and line them up with the book to see if this is a false teacher or not. 
there's no end to the study of God's Word. It is not a chore. It does not hurt. It's not painful. Will there always be some things maybe that you don't understand? Yes. Why? Because the kingdom of heaven is greater than what I can comprehend. I just cannot understand the kingdom of heaven and God because he is greater than I am. But he's done everything he can through his written word, through the Holy Spirit, and through Jesus to reveal the kingdom of heaven to me and to you. Because he wants us to be in intimate relationship with him. So I would encourage you. If you have this list of reasons of why you can't study the Bible, break those agreements. They're not true. And then step into it. Read until you find something good for the day. Just read down and if there's things you don't understand, just keep reading until you get to something you do understand. Then later, go back and dig in. What did that mean? So ask this wise man or that wise woman or this book or whatever. What do they say that means? Now, just because these people say that's what that means doesn't necessarily mean that. God will point that out to you. But you can grow into this and grow through this. And you can learn God's word. You can become an expert on the Bible. Not so that you can lord it over the rest of us. Not so you can show off and answer all the Bible trivia. Not so that you win the contest. But so that you know Jesus Christ, who is the word of God. Because Jesus Christ is the friend that sticks closer than a brother. He is our savior. He is our master. He is our friend. He is our bridegroom. He loves us. And we want to know more and more about him and know him. And that's what the scriptures reveal. So, I challenge you. There's all of these side... What version should you read? I don't care. You read any of them. When you're done with that version, pick up the next one and read that. You think God's not big enough to speak to you through man's interpretation of his word? Of course he is. He'll make it right. Let's do it. Let's read God's word this week. Let's pray. Jesus, uh, you are the word of God. You were with God in the beginning, and you are with us today. And Jesus, we love you. Father, thank you for this book you've provided us. This book of so much wisdom and so much understanding and so much insight and revelation. I ask as we step into your word, that through the power of the Holy Spirit, you would reveal truth to us. Through wisdom and revelation, you would help us to understand things that are above us to understand. But the things that you want us to know about you, God, and about your kingdom and about us. Uh, so we bring the cross of Christ against Satan and all of his lies and accusations and reasons, excuses of why we can't read and study and understand your word, God. We know that we have been indwelled with the Holy Spirit who gives us all wisdom. We know that we have been made alive with Christ and we are in union with him. And you, Father, we are one with you. So by the power of your name, draw us to your word. Give us that desire to fill ourselves with your word. That your word is life. It is the bread of life. And we thank you. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen.